Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and otherwise. This is Mike, and I am here with another mini-sode of My Favorite Malady, the medical history podcast out of the Mütter Museum. I am joined by my co-host, Nancy. Now, before Nancy chimes in, uh, we are very busy right now with putting up a new exhibit. So Nancy is actually recording from her office in the museum, which is a basement office. And so there's going to be some HVAC noise when she speaks. So that noise you're hearing, you're not hallucinating. It's just, she sits literally right next to a, a giant HVAC unit. Say hi, Nancy. Hello, hello. Welcome to my windowless basement office that is, as Mike said, directly next to the HVAC system for the entire building. I like to think of it more as a basement layer than an office. There's definite layer vibes in here. I mean, yeah. we can turn off all the lights and hide if we want to. Uh, no one would really know this wasn't a closet from the outside. So, you know, it's got its ups and downs. I mean, some days you can't tell it's not a closet from the inside. Listen, we have a lot of accoutrement for our work down here. You do. So part of why I am here in my lovely basement lair instead of at home in my lovely home lair is that we are doing some deinstallation and reinstallation for an upcoming exhibit called Unseen. And this is an exhibit of uh, behind-the-scenes photography by Nikki Johnson. We'll be opening on February 5th. And so we, are, uh, we have reopened to the public in a limited capacity, and we are putting up some brand-new, shiny, good stuff for, for all y'all. So, you know, uh, if you're in the Philadelphia area and you want to come check it out, February 5th, there will be new things in the Thompson Gallery. And there should be some associated programming, uh, virtual programming, for those of you who are not in the Philadelphia area as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that. It's a good time. I'm also involved in putting this together. I get to fiddle with the, the video projector because I believe there's a video component of this exhibit. Yes, yes. That ought to be fun. Uh, projecting additional images and text along with kind of the finite resources that exist on our our walls here. So I am slightly covered in plaster. Uh, you know, we're doing the old patch and paint today. And, uh, you know, when you hang a bunch of panels on a wall in a gallery and then you take them down, it looks like you shot the walls with buckshot. So we're just uh, does. taking care of that today and hopefully we'll get to paint this afternoon and start hanging some pictures. So I don't have much to talk about this week, so this will be a pretty short episode. I do have some commentary on some feedback, I should say, on last week's episode, uh, specifically on my half of the episode, which was on uh, sudden unexpected death syndrome or sudden adult death syndrome. One of our college fellows is Dr. Marianne Hamill. She is a, a medical examiner, which is entertaining. Uh, and she works in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. And she wrote in to say that she thought we did good work on sudden death syndromes. She's run across a handful of them in her career. Uh, she also wanted to talk about channelopathies. Now, we had mentioned that one of the contributory factors to sudden unexpected death syndrome might be, is probably, a, a defect in the electrolyte channels in the heart. So she believes that there is... So interesting speculation about how channelopathies, in addition to the sudden unexpected death syndrome, they can also potentially cause unexplained miscarriages. Yeah, also, I mean, they talk about spontaneous abortions, and which right. is kind of not how the terminology that we'd, we would use today. I think abortion has really evolved to mean more of, of a voluntary uh, loss of pregnancy. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, there are you know spontaneous abortions or spontaneous miscarriages, which is you know unfortunate and very terrifying for people through them. So you bet. Uh, also, as a medical examiner, she says that sometimes you can ferret out channelopathy is when talking to a decedent's family by asking if they have any uh, unexplained or unexpected drowning stories in their family history. So people that were either known to be strong swimmers or people that drowned in very shallow water or both, because many times it wasn't really drowning, it was a uh, unexpected death caused by channelopathy in the water. Because apparently, you know, the exertion caused by swimming can trigger them sometimes. Interesting. I feel like we should do an episode about drowning in general one of these days, just because there are a lot of uh, circumstances that people don't consider that can influence a drowning death. And, uh, you know, someone who's a strong swimmer, great. Uh, we talk about temperature, we talk about fabric, talk about all kinds of things that might be influencing factors in a drowning death. So, uh-huh. Krakens. Um, yeah, always a kraken. Watch out. Um, yep. But, you know, I've seen a lot of really interesting, you know, it depends on the clothing you're wearing. Wool in particular gets really heavy, really fast and things like that. So when I was a kid, I swam competitively and they would have us swim in certain articles of clothes at practice to increase mm-hmm. our drag. And then when you take them off, you go super fast. So uh, even if you're a strong swimmer, certain articles of clothing, and again, temperature, current, uh, you know, talk about riptides, there's all kinds of adjacent things that are involved in drowning death. Yeah. Oh, I was on a swim team too. I didn't know you were on a swim team. Yeah, I didn't I didn't do it for very long just because it was really expensive, but, uh, uh. I, you know, grew up swimming in the ocean. So then when they put me in a pool as a child, I was like, this is great. There's no current. <laughs> there's no <laughs> waves slapping me in the face. I can just No go. sharks. Yeah, well, you know, sharks. Yeah. Are less. To be, to be clear, less of a I was the scrub on the swim team. I was definitely the worst swimmer on the swim team. Yeah. What was your it stroke? Is what it is. Uh, freestyle. Oh, okay. Freestyle. Yeah, me too. Freestyle and butterfly. I enjoyed breaststroke the most, but, uh, you know. Yeah, breaststroke is very chill. Yeah. Very chill stroke. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, freestyle, and, and I was bad at it. Anyway, mm-hmm. so thank you, Dr. Hamill for that excellent feedback and actually dr hamill will be joining us in an upcoming episode as one of our special guests so stay tuned for that we have to work around her very busy schedule you know there are a lot of deaths right now for some crazy reason Mm. Uh, and maybe like four hundred thousand, something like that yeah Yeah, closing on a half million Uh, extra deaths and you know they do need to be medical examined a lot of them even though most of them are actually attended by physicians um so those don't necessarily need uh, an autopsy and a medical examination because the physician is better sign the death certificate, but not all of them. I've worked with Dr. Hamill actually on not, even before I started working at the Mütter, uh, she and I had worked together on animal rescue work, which she's very involved in, as, as am I. So actually, I've known her for a while. She's a friend. Oh, and she's an artist and a fellow photographer, as am I. So, oh, yes, you know. yes. You can actually follow Dr. Hamill as the person behind the curtain on at Death Under Glass on Instagram. So if you're interested in microscopy and just kind of medical history stuff, definitely give them a follow. And, you know, keep that in mind if and when Dr. Hamill gets, gets to record with us. And that's Death Under Glass, all one word. All one word. All right, folks, uh, that's about, oh, I didn't want to apologize. You know, I know we said that we'd have another mini-sode like two weeks ago, and we recorded one, 
And then we didn't get up in time because we're super busy and, and things just kind of fell apart. So maybe yeah. in years in the future, when we're scrambling for content, we'd be like, hey, check out this Lost Minnesota episode. <laughs> and it's just us talking about, you know, museum opening. It'll be very boring. Yeah. Uh, talking about COVID and stuff. However, uh, we are looking for a digital content intern. If you want to occasionally exchange emails with me, but mostly work for our communications manager and you are, you know, have a background in journalism, social media, or historical research, uh, we're basically looking for an intern who will get credit for school because we cannot pay you, uh, and who can kind of bridge the gap between social media and the kind of more uh, dry, academic, boring stuff that I do in the basement. So, you know, if you got to fluff out your resume, if you're a college student and you need some credits, you know, it's all remote. It'll be fun. You get to join Zoom calls, much like the one we're currently on, and hear more of the ambient noise of the museum basement. Uh, and I would just like to stress that Nancy is not in the middle of an airport in the flight path of major airplanes. She's just in, in the basement next to the HVAC system. So that is Does what it really is. sound that bad? It, it really did. It really does, Nancy. I'm and very I'm sorry. A, I'm on a microphone, too. I'm not, like, I have a headphone mic on. I'm not using the computer mic. So. Yeah. No, it's it's super. It's super loud. It sounds like it sounds like it's a, taken off. It doesn't sound that bad. I think maybe you're just used to it. I think you become desensitized. Yeah. I might also be true, too. I'm used to, like, working in the semi-dark noisiness <laughs> here. The white noise lulls me to sleep. Alrighty. Uh, I think that's all I have for the time being. Is that all you have, Nancy? Do you have anything else? I think that's all. I gotta go put a hair dryer on some holes in the wall. Uh, are you using the old toothpaste trick like I used to in my old apartments? No, we do need it to be structural because we're gonna hang other stuff there, but um, right. so I, do, use... I, I am in support of the, to the toothpaste trick if you are not going to immediately hang other stuff on the wall, but um, the wall would be like at least 40% toothpaste by now. Yeah, fair enough. All right, folks, uh, if you're in Philadelphia, please come and visit us. We can definitely use the visitors and the income, to be frank. Uh, and if you're not in Philadelphia, just sit tight. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have a new digital exhibit up called Unseen. Uh, until then, stay healthy and... Uh, get... jeez. Uh, don't catch uh, the flu. Oh, yeah, I've had the flu this last week. I thought it was COVID. I went and got tested. I tested negative. But I have had the flu, and I feel like uh, hammered poop, to paraphrase the expression. So stay healthy and, and don't get the flu. I support that message. All right. Talk to you later, everybody. Bye. Bye.